You're listening to SBS News. Good evening-ish, ladies and gentlemen. The ship has reached the shore. Reina Lee is the president of the Intergovernmental Conference on Marine Biodiversity of Areas Beyond the National Jurisdiction at the United Nations. In this moment, she was brought to tears. She's emotional because for the first time, more than 100 countries have just agreed to a UN treaty to protect the high seas beyond national jurisdictions. Nicola Clark is an ocean expert specializing in the high seas at Pew Charitable Trusts. I mean, this is huge. This is um, really, I think, a, a keystone agreement um, if, if we're going to try and protect 30% of the ocean. So uh, this agreement covers the high seas, areas beyond national jurisdiction. And the high seas make up two-thirds of our ocean, and they cover almost half of the surface of, of our planet. Um, so they're vast. Um, and if we do have a goal of protecting 30% of the ocean, the high seas need to be part of that solution. Now that's what this new treaty does. It gives us that um, that opportunity. It gives us the, the legal framework that we can use to establish protected areas in the high seas. Economic interests were big issues throughout the latest round of negotiations, which began on the 20th of February, with developing countries calling for a greater share of the spoils from the blue economy, including the transfer of technology. Charles Clover is the executive director of the Blue Marine Foundations. Well, there are the usual things that have been uh, sticking points in in, uh, previous UN treaties. Um, Marine genetic resources, in other words, who makes the money if something like a sponge is found to have uh, enormous commercial properties as as a medicine? Who makes the money? Because there's no coastal state. It's out there in the, this is the, the, the uh, inheritance of the whole of mankind. So how is that shared out? These are the issues that they uh, had to wrestle with. But the overriding issue and stark reality is that overfishing has nearly wiped out all the big fish in the oceans. There is a lot of destruction going on in the world's oceans. Uh, 90% of the big fish are gone. We, You know what's happened to the whales. Uh, this is why we need to start urgently putting something back in the way of, of areas that humans cannot exploit. The Biodiversity Beyond National Jurisdiction Treaty is the culmination of UN-facilitated talks that began in 2004. The legally binding pact to conserve and ensure the sustainable use of ocean biodiversity was under discussion for 15 years and finally locked in after five rounds of protracted UN-led negotiations that ended in New York on Saturday, a day after the original deadline. Marine biologist and science journalist Olive Heffernan explains the treaty's goals. It's a very historic agreement, very exciting, and it will, for the first time, put in place a mechanism for creating these large marine sanctuaries in international waters, which is hugely important because right now only 1% of the high seas is protected within a marine reserve. And we need to get to 30% by 2030. But Ms. Heffernan does have some reservations about the treaty's reach. 
I mean, I think we need at least 30%, um, arguably more. But I think what's also important is what happens outside of that 30%. So there's only a certain amount that this treaty can do. Um, You know, if we have 30% of the ocean protected, but in the rest of the ocean, we have deep sea mining, we have overfishing, we have shipping. um, It's only really, it's only going to go so far. Despite Ms. Heffernan's concerns, Nicola Clark is hopeful. Well, we certainly have a, a lot of um, uh, optimism that we'll be able to um, to hopefully get uh, swiftly ratify and and implement this new agreement. Um, and one, you know, I think particular opportunity that we that we see is there's a, a group of countries um, that have have formed what they call the High Ambition Coalition for this BB and J agreement, this High Seas Treaty, um, and that's 52 countries from around the world who have who have sort of signaled their political ambition um, both to to sign to, to to sort of support for this high seas treaty and, and specifically to call um, for this treaty to be finalized in 2023. Um, so I think we will absolutely be looking to those 52 countries who are members of the high ambition coalition to help lead the way to swift ratification and implementation. Assam Al-Ghalib, SBS News.